0: All right, are you ready? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for joining us on The Change Artist, where we bring our listeners stories and great advice for leading and following through change from business leaders who are making a difference in their organizations. Here on The Change Artist, our motto is, if change is the only constant in life, then let's do it better. So let's jump right in. Julia, what is your top piece of advice
1: for leading through change? Hi Alyssa, thanks for having me. My top piece of advice is to focus on the what and not the how. Excellent. So for those of you who don't know her, Julia Lebowitz is CEO
0: and co-founder of Cabinet, an administrative operations platform streamlining scheduling tasks and data management for executive assistants and admins. I know your background is, is in startups. Can you talk to me a little bit about how change is different in the world of startups as opposed to perhaps the world of of sort of large publicly traded
1: corporations? Yeah, I have never worked, I mean, full disclosure, I've never worked in a publicly traded company. I've never worked in a company with more than, let's say, 30 employees. So I cannot speak so much to that large organization, but I have worked for a company that was many decades old and was just a well-oiled machine. You know, I'd go into work every day and I knew what to expect. I knew what my day would be like Um, I didn't worry. I didn't stress. It was so smooth. It was like that constant flow state. Um, That was actually when I started my career as an executive assistant. And then when I became, so eventually my story is that I, I took my experience as an executive assistant and I turned it into a career running this business cabinet, which builds software for administrative professionals. And so I became then suddenly a founder in an organization that was two people. It was Myself and my co-founder, my friend, my, my classmate, my colleague, who was our engineer. So every day I was writing a new part of the script. There was no constant. There was no steady state. It was, you know, you basically change or you your company fails. You need to grow. You need to learn quickly. So it was a whole different experience going from an established firm to a startup. And so how
0: do you think about and how do you deal with the ground that shifts under you as as a founder of a startup? How do you ground yourself when everything seems to be moving?
1: Man, I think, you know, I think it really helps to have a steady personal life. I was really fortunate that I have a good partner. I'm a big, big believer in like self-help, trying to get better, waking up early, meditation, working out, doing things that really ground you. They help release stress, doing whatever you can to make sure that you have a clear head for when you have to turn on your brain to think about, the tough, tough problems of starting a company. I really invested in my personal health, my diet, my relationships, and my personal life. I made sure to make my close friends and family a priority and be like, you know, extremely loyal to them. As a result, it made me feel really good when I'd go to work in the morning and I was just like, okay, I'm happy. I can think now about things that are going to be incredibly stressful. And I don't have the answers to, we don't have the resources to solve these problems. So we have to be super creative, creating as much space outside of your world of work or your world of, you know, whatever it is, your startup, your project, your business, to just be able to have room and space to think about the new challenges ahead of you.
0: So what are some of those big hairy
1: challenges? Is there one in particular that we can talk about? Sure. So for a startup um, and For the audience, if any of you guys are founders, you got to have money in the bank. Sometimes when you work for a big organization, you really don't think about that stuff. You don't think about the accounting side of the business. It's a really important question is, can we write these paychecks? Can we make payroll? So raising money, raising capital early on in our business, still today in in the stage of the business that we're at is essential for us. Uh, And I, I didn't like asking friends for 20 bucks. I didn't like asking my parents growing up for money. I didn't feel comfortable with it. So that was my biggest challenge. And how did you think about overcoming that challenge?
0: How did you think about stepping out of your comfort zone to ask for advocacy, ask for money, ask for help like that?
1: Well, I think it's that point of like, if I don't this dream, this vision, this mission that we're on to support administrative professionals, I won't see it through because I need to hire the best people to help build this company and to build out this vision. If we don't do that, we we don't have a business it's life or death. And so you have to learn how to do it. And I was fortunate to have a lot of people around me who were in the same position. So we went through an accelerator, which gives you a little bit of capital, but a lot of expertise and a lot of networking and mentorship. So we'd work with a cohort of several founders who are starting their organizations and their businesses and Whatnot. And we would every day chat and talk about what our goals were. And just to be able to have a a peer group that was going through the same challenges and had overcome it or were overcoming it at the time, I just learned from them, okay, there's an art to raising money and there's a way to do it where it's not like this super personal ask. I learned to separate myself from it and just be like, what we're doing is building this company that is going to return a lot of money to you because we're providing so much value. Value that people will pay for. You, as an investor, should see this as an amazing opportunity. So, I started just realizing hey, this is going to benefit the investors. You know, this isn't alone. We're on this road together. And I found investors who I wanted to be on the journey with and got really fortunate to, to raise that capital eventually.
0: So, how did you get hooked up with, with this accelerator? Because it sounds like you've drawn a lot of great mentorship through this network.
1: Oh my God. 28 year old Julia (laughs) was like, no way am I going to give away 7% of this business that does not exist yet to this accelerator program. And I was dragging my feet, but my co-founder was really interested in it. I think that he liked the peer group aspect of it because we had been working solo for a year and a half and he'd come from a big company. He was also missing like the networking opportunity. And like, we were a part of something bigger. We were going through this with other people. So he eventually convinced me and I'm really glad that he did. And it ended up being a great experience.
0: Aside from understanding and sort of learning tips and tricks for getting funding, are there other important things that you learned from your peers in this accelerator?
1: Yeah, I did. I learned so much. Yeah, I think I learned a lot about marketing from them. There's a lot of tactics that cash strapped companies can try nowadays to try to get the word out about your company. And so I I was, I admired the other companies going through this program with me and all the strategies that they were trying and the fact that they devoted like 70% of their resources and their time to trying new things. There's that breakdown of what strategies marketing are always on. And then what are, what are you testing? And I think in a larger organization, it's probably more like always on strategies, make up more like two thirds of it. Um, but in a startup, you don't have many always on channels. Like you can't just spend a million dollars on Google ads. You need to be testing and trying things that are more organic or uh, more cost-effective. And so I learned to focus on not the always on, but actually the, the testing. Very cool.
0: So you said your co-founder was interested from the get-go in, in joining the accelerator and perhaps you disagreed at first. How do you deal with, particularly when it's just the two of you in the organization, how do you work through conflict? How do you work through disagreements to get to sort of an aligned path forward?
1: Yeah, I, I in particular focus on that piece of advice that I mentioned at the top of the podcast, focus on the what and not the how you can lose your footing if you're really wrapped up in how you're doing things and in just getting in your head too much about the particular strategies or the particular techniques you're using when really i think a lot of that comes naturally by just understanding your goals and what you're trying to achieve and if you're just focusing on that as the leader in your organization I think you'll be more open to the ideas and the strategies that others provide to you. I have to remind myself of that daily, that I'm really here to listen because my co-founder is incredible. The people who we've hired recently are amazing and they are experts in how to do things. So why, why would I stress so much about that? So when my co-founder came to me with that suggestion, I had to just take a step back and be like, Hey, we want to build an, an amazing product that organizes, creates clarity and delights executive assistants and admins. My partner has this idea for how to do it. That sounds pretty good. And so it sounds like it could get us closer to that point. And sure enough, it did. It got us a lot closer to that point, significantly closer to that point. So yeah, I think if you just step back, get out of your own way (laughs) and like try and be open minded to other people's ideas, I think you'd be surprised. People you hire are very smart and they know what they're doing. So trust them a little bit.
0: So you said that you mentioned that when you were thinking about change personally and dealing with some of of the constant change of the startup world. You focus a lot on making sure you're buttoned down in your personal life, and your health. How, as you think about the people that you've now hired, do you help them navigate some of the uncertainty associated with being in a startup, some of the constant change and the constant churn and the ongoing evolution of your organization for those who may not be as comfortable
1: with it? I think communicating every week to the whole team is essential because everyone needs to be aligned on what are the goals because strategies are constantly changing things you're testing are it's constantly changing, you know, development pace is not something that's solidified. It's something that's constantly changing as well. When are new products going to be released? When are new campaigns going to be able to come out? Things are getting pushed back. It's a constant, you know, needing to like reassess our plan. So just being able to communicate constantly about what is going on. So everybody is on the same page. Everyone is aligned is really important. And then I think also... Staying calm as a leader, I like to bring like lev- like a little bit of levity into these all hands calls we have as a team and talk about things that are not maybe work related for a little bit, because it reminds people that like, this is life. We're also trying to enjoy what we do. And there's going to be times that are stressful, but we should also remember that we want to look back at this period and be like, Hey, that was a positive experience. There were things that were difficult, but that doesn't necessarily mean they need to give us heart attacks. <laughs>
0: Makes sense. So as you look back on the last couple of years and the course that you've taken, are
1: there things that you would do differently? Yeah. I think something we started recently, I wish I had started it earlier. My partner and I do monthly retros now where we look back and evaluate what went well, what, you know, what do we need to improve? What are action items that we can take? I think reflection is something I wish I had started doing earlier. And also just visualizing success more, you know, what, what does success look like? Remember I said, focus on the what well, what is that? What does success look like to us? So I think being a little bit more introspective and retrospective is something I value now that I have learned in this process.
0: Were there times when you felt like maybe this wasn't going to work?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> the pandemic, early days of the pandemic, when we hadn't raised any capital yet, uh, there's so much uncertainty, especially in the capital markets, trying to raise money every day felt like it might be the last day. Um, every effort was like, oh crap, is this the last thing we're going to spend money on? And I remember looking at my bank account and our business's bank account and (laughs) not loving either of them. So we had some difficult conversations, um, but we made it through and proud to be where we are now. And how did you get to the other side of that?
0: Right. I know that we've talked about joining the accelerator. We've talked about seeking out funding. How did you get back on an upward trajectory?
1: Um, it, It was, it was realigning with those goals. What is it that we're trying to do? And so let's just try everything that things that we didn't want to try originally, like an accelerator. And then also I had a great mentor who has since passed away, unfortunately, but he just kept reminding me, you know, once a week, at least that I was doing the right things and like just hearing that that like i was the actions i was taking were right and that they would eventually pay off made me relax a little bit like just keep on going follow the motions this will eventually work someone will eventually be interested and that's how it works it did eventually work but just hearing having somebody on the sidelines just say to me like you're doing a great job keep it up that that was really important
0: so can you talk to me a little bit about that mentor sort of how how did you get Connected with that mentor, what role that mentor played. I mean, clearly, as a personal booster, what was the best advice that they
1: gave you? He was um, a founder himself. He had founded a large travel conference that he sold and did really well. And he was on the boards of a lot of the companies. So he was a really good, he wasn't our board member, but he was a really good board member. And I kind of always wanted him, like, when I was like, oh, you know, when we have a board, like, I want him to be on our board because he just was very much in my court and knew, had the right things to say, brought a lot of levity to the situation, but a lot of wisdom. I always liked one thing he said, and he's not the owner of this quote, but, and he was be the first one to tell you that, but it was over promise and over deliver. He really had a strategy of give people a lot, like promise them a lot, give them a lot, like really satisfy your customers, be incredibly customer focused. You know, I would always remind me of a company, the company Zillow, how by being so customer Focus. They didn't need to spend any money on advertising. They eventually created the Zestimate, the concept of the best Zestimate. And they, once they figured that out, they saw the customers come to them and they realized that you know, their customer focused approach had finally paid off. They found the, the feature in the product that was really driving adoption and word of mouth and customer loyalty. And yeah, I, th- I think of him when I think about how we need to prioritize the customer and just keep listening to the customer and making sure that the customer is, is happy.
0: So what are the things that you do with your business, with your with your administrative operations platform to engage customers and, and keep the customer first?
1: We love to deliver value outside of the SaaS product. So we do a lot of giving back in terms of professional development. If if you've ever, I don't think have you have you ever been an executive assistant or an admin, Alyssa? I haven't,
0: but I've worked with many amazing executive assistants.
1: That's right. That's right. Okay. So you know that they're the unsung heroes in the office, and there's not much, unfortunately still today, not much professional development for them. So they don't have many mentors themselves or much training. They uh, have to do a lot of kind of learning on the job. And we wanted to give assistants a actually low cost, in most cases, free way to take their skills to the next level and to anticipate how do they like anticipate the needs of their executives? What are the best strategic business partners, administrative business partners doing today? Um, So we give, we do a lot of events. So we do, we have a conference coming up uh, April 28th, 29th, a summit called the high-performing EA summit where assistants can, um, uh, there can be like a lot of thought leaders, inspiring thought leaders talking about transformational stories in their administrative careers. So we do a lot of these events, webinars. We do a lot of, write a lot of content. We have a community forum online that's completely free. So if you're an EA, you can sign up and ask other EA's questions, get answers. It's not at all related to our, to our SaaS product. It's just people like, oh, hey, I need to find a private dining room in Chicago you know, oh, my executive is leaving and I'm taking on this new executive. And does anybody know how to onboard with a new executive? So it's just like a community. And I think that community building, that authentic community building is how we build relationships with our customers beyond our SaaS product. Has
0: anyone ever asked a question in the forum that surprised you?
1: Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say the question surprised me, but the answer surprised me. So when we were first getting started, with the community. I think we had like a hundred members at the time. And, uh, somebody asked a question, does anybody know how to plan a fishing trip to Mongolia? (laughs) My executive is traveling there in a couple of weeks and he needs, he wants me to create the agenda for the fishing trip, you know, where to fish, where to stay, where to eat. And this person was in the U S And I was like, oh gosh, we're going to have to call a travel agent to get an answer to this question. Uh, But in an hour, another EA came on and was like, oh, I just planned a fishing trip to Mongolia and had like paragraphs and paragraphs of advice for her. So I thought that was beautiful to see. Who
0: knew fishing trips in Mongolia were such a hot ticket?
1: I had no idea. I
0: also had no idea.
1: That makes two of us. Yeah. We'll have to explore it sometime, Alyssa. I'll have to go to Mongolia. Perhaps go on our own fishing
0: <laughs> retreat. So if, if listeners want to learn more about the high performing EA summit or about any of the other EA enablement work that you do, where can they go to learn about
1: that? They can go to joincabinet.com and the summit is on there. Our SaaS product is on there. Um, they can learn more there. Amazing.
0: So if you have one tip, then we've talked about leading through change. We've talked about working through change in in a small environment. If you have one tip for following through change, whether it's for the folks that work for you now or folks in a a larger organization or other startup, what would that tip be?
1: I would say, you know, I heard this David Bowie song yesterday. It it made me think about this podcast. Um, The song changes when he says, um, you know, cha-cha changes turn and face the strange. And I was thinking about that and like how I love that approach. Just turn and face the strange. I think that we have a, we want to fight it. Uh, We want to turn our backs to it, but I think being brave and facing it on, Head-on is is a great way to have a good attitude and outlook for change. Absolutely.
0: And I love how that meshes with your original advice, which is focus on the what, not the how, so that we understand what we're turning to face, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Don't stress too much about the how.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you, Juliet. This has been a
0: great conversation. Hopefully our listeners can take your advice and apply it to changes and transitions in their own organizations. We'll include the joincabinet.com link in our show notes for anyone that wants to learn more about Cabinet solution and the other great EA enablement capabilities that Cabinet offers to EAs in their community. If you'd like to continue the conversation on change management and driving connection through moments of transition, you can visit us at blueswiftconsulting.com. Thanks again, Julia. Thanks, Alyssa. I
1: appreciate it.